The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome, everybody. It's uh, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, and where are you? You're right here in front of your dial, listening to the Jupiter Rising show, right? And it's beautiful outside. It's gorgeous, isn't it? I had to come through a huge bank of fog to get here, but it was fine. We knew it was going to clear up eventually. Uh. So anyway, hi there, everybody. I'm Eileen Grimes. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And here is my co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. And it's great to be here. Thank you very much. Beautiful day. It really is. And we're going to have a really amazing day today here on the show. A very special guest on. He's an astrologer from back east. His name is Ray Grass. And he's done some work, and I think I've started following him because I'm writing a book on stationary planets, and he has written about stationary planets in a very comprehensive article that ended up in a book of his called Under a Sacred Sky. He told me he wanted to mention it, so I mentioned it first. There you go. Yep, So, and it's a book that I am reading right now, and it's phenomenal. So I just want to put that out. We're going to be talking to him in just a little bit. But in the meantime, we have our celebrity of the week, who was Mr. Jeff Bezos. In case you hadn't noticed, he's having some major changes in his life right now. We're going to talk about that and why. And then also we have our usual, blur- our usual blurbs. And, and our conversation with Ray today is going to be all about uh, the stationary planet. and What does that mean? And to describe what it is. And we're also going to take a look at various people, famous people, other people, who have had stationary planets in their chart and what difference it made in their life. Don't talk about me like that. What's that? Don't talk about me like that. I'm oh, sitting geez. right here. <laughs> 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 Come on, that was oh, funny. God. You know, with two people that have Leo rising in here, you would think. Uh-huh. No, neither one of us can stand aside, can we? Oh, no. It was funny. It was funny. Yes, it was. So anyway, we're going to do all that today and more. And um, if... I was going to say, if you have any questions, you can contact me. We're not going to take any calls today, but you can contact me at our Facebook page, which is the Jupiter Rising Show with Eileen Grimes, astrologer. You could type in a question, and I can, we can get back to you on it later. I hate to do that, is to just cut the lines off, because just because we have a really amazing guest. But I think there will be people that will have questions about this, and if you do, make sure you just jot us a note and send it to the Facebook page. There you go. There we go. Okay. Makes it easier. It does make it easier, a whole lot easier. So anyway, so on that note, we're going to take a b- quick break. And when we get back, we're going to do the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. 
And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show. We have a live read right now for Ms. Angela Probst. She's an aromatherapist. And do your New Year's goals include slimming down, increasing your energy, and boosting your metabolism? Did you know that essential oils and essential oil-infused products can help you meet these goals? Contact Angela from Young Living Essential Oils at 253-278-1599 to join her accountability group. Basically, that means to join her group to kind of sell the group, sell the stuff. But his stuff is really amazing, and aromatherapy is really an up-and-coming industry that people are getting more, more people are getting involved in. So do that, okay? All right, so now it's time for the Celebrity of the Week. Okay, Mr. Jeff Bezos here. We both have his chart out, and unfortunately, there's no available time, but we kind of used this. I use a solar chart putting the sun on the ascendant. And so the first thing I noticed, and it kind of interesting, when, we, when we're talking about birth dates and when I'm getting a birth date from a client, if I happen to hear their birth date is around January 8th or 9th, I'm going, uh-oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Because Pluto is in right in that area in their chart. And that means the person is probably going to be heading into one of the most transformational times in their lives. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just a big... Uh, <laughs> well, he's got an interesting flop, chart. He has a big, interesting chart. Yeah, he anyway. does have a big chart. I mean, it's, 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 it's quite... Is, I mean, you're talking about ambitious. I mean, yeah. number one, that's it. Well, that Mars... Sun being so tight, it has yeah, a lot to do is. with that, too. In Capricorn, I mean, he's just determined. Mm-hmm. You know, but the funny thing is, if you do you ever remember seeing him maybe 10, 15 years ago on all those talk shows? He was on the talk shows yeah. on Oprah and various things. He had the funniest laugh I've ever heard, and he would just crack everybody up with his personality. Oh. Well, that's a Sagittarius moon, you know, obviously, kind of a horsey well, they laugh. De- yeah, they definitely think they're funny, and yeah. for the most part, they are. Yeah. <laughs> He does have a stationary Jupiter or uh, Mercury. Yes, he does. He has a stationary Which is rather entry, interesting. Yeah. It, it would be interesting because of the fact that he's basically in the communications industry, even though it's not communications, it's selling books. That's mm. where he started. That's right. Yeah, and of course, it's all branched out from there. But I want to talk a little bit about, well, of course, Saturn is also going over his south node right now. You yeah. want to talk something about his divorce? Yes, we do. And we know that at the same time, Saturn is squaring his Jupiter. That's correct. So money is locked up where it isn't liquid. Yep, that's right. And we know that the stock just went down, which means he lost a lot. Didn't he say $30 billion? Yeah, It was somewhere in that area, Just jump change. You yeah. know, no well, problem. But, you know, he's... It's just in the market value. He still owns it. It just yeah. has dropped in value. Right. So he... You know, uh, I guess theoretically he owns or has about $158 billion. I mean, he's the most had it. (laughs) Excuse me, I keep saying that's past tense. Anyway, I mean, he's still extremely wealthy. And, um, and of course, he's made all his money through Amazon.com. But the thing of it is, is that his son degree is 21 Capricorn. And, you know, when he started, a friend of mine refused to give him a loan for $10 million. Oh, really? I bet he's kicking back himself now. Back when he first now. started. I don't know that she is. She yeah. doesn't look back at things. She just keeps going forward. He feel that's good. That's really good. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got a lot of Aries. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Of course <laughs> she would. Um, so, 
what's happening here is that Pluto is making a transit over his son. And to me, that's probably one of the most significant transits that you can have. Because it, it is. It is. Well, that or over the ascendant. Yeah, one of the two. But because or Pluto to Pluto. Yeah, Pluto to Pluto. Oh, yeah. That's you know, true. That helps you eliminating a lot of stuff. Because but I, when I had Pluto to Pluto. Pluto um, square Pluto? No, when Pluto. Triangle? Yeah, square, when oh, square. squared. Yeah, okay. That's when I had um, all the moles cut off my face. Oh, interesting. Which definitely changed the look. Were they cancerous? Uh, I had cut one when I was shaving and it got oh. infected. Oh, I see. And because I had these big moles on my face, the doctor goes, we're just going to take them all off. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. So seven of them went. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. they were good size. I mean, oh. they're like having fingerprints on your oh, face. Oh, heavens. Oh, my gosh. So. Anyway. So if you hadn't been paying attention to the news, and I picked him for a reason, is that he announced this week that he and his wife are divorcing after 25 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I thought, when, and I thought, when's his birthday again? Because I was thinking it might be having to do with this. And sure enough, it's one degree away. That's enough to smell it. Well, he's well, getting it from both ways, though. He's got Saturn working at the same time that Pluto's working him yeah, over. He's got both of them. He's got them both going big time. Yeah. Those outer planets can move mountains when you least expect it. I know. Or move something else. Get <laughs> <laughs> him right out of his house. <laughs> yeah. Well, that may be. But, you know, um, and it, it, it's, it's really going to come down to power struggles for him. I'm sure he's going to say this was a real expensive transit. Yes, he was probably <laughs> will. Said, Boy, is she going to get paid in spades. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, they've got kids. In 25 years of marriage, that's a significant part of your that life. And so when that ends, that's going to make a big impact on you. Mm-hmm. And, and with him, it's going to really impact him a lot. And so we're going to see what happens. But, you know, my feeling is, and I shouldn't say anything bad about him because I actually respect the man, is that this has to do with power. I mean, his accumulation of power and wealth. And, as and that was power and greed, you said? I said wealth, not oh, greed. okay. I, I, they kind of go hand in hand. Oh, well, kind of. Anyway, with that, he's going to feel as though he has more power than something. Yeah. You know, I could mention a certain name, but I'm not going to today. I'm not going to say this person's name. You all know who it is, too. Bill Gates? No. Oh, well, it, well he, he's, he's more powerful than Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, I know he is. anyway. Yeah. So, uh, he's I got think, more bigger cut of the market right now than just about anyone as yeah. far as what he's doing. That's true. Other than Nestle's. Yeah, right. Nestle's owns. Nestle? They own so many companies. Oh, interesting. That's cool. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. I didn't know that. I see. I didn't know that. And, you know, the, where they so make their most money is from, from water. I swear. You're a Gemini. Mike's a Gemini. Ray's a Gemini. I'm a Pisces. You're a double Gemini. So that's 10 of us. Well, there'll be a lot of people here today. <laughs> It should be a good (laughs) show. It should be a good show. Anyway, so I was the last thing I was going to say about this is that he's probably feeling immense one way or the other, either been disempowered or been very empowered by the upcoming transit. If he's feeling empowered, then that could very well mean that he might be running roughshod over people that previously were good people to him. You know, because that typically happens with a Pluto transit where you, 
your sense of authority grows and you may be stomping on people that you don't want to stomp on. At the same time, it can also take him in a deep space where he can become quite spiritual. We can hope. Yeah. We can really hope. Wouldn't that be nice? So anyway, we're going to leave him alone for the rest of the time, but he's an interesting subject. Well, he does fit into the subject today with Ray if we're talking about stationary planets because he does have one. Yes, he does have one. Yes, he has Mercury stationing. So, I mean, and that really does sort of dictate kind of the way his life is. He's just Mr. Information guy. So anyway, so we're going to take a break really quick and we'll get back. Uh, we're going to be doing some commercials, and then we're going to take another break, and then we're going to have Ray come on. Okay? Okay. All right. Sounds this good. is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read from Ms. Wanda Buckner. Wanda Buckner draws her extensive experience, psychic gifts, and in-depth training to help people and animals overcome difficult problems. Find a fresh perspective, change your future, and achieve physical and emotional relief. Distance and in-person sessions are available. Her compassion and sensitivity to whatever ails your pet is unparalleled. For more information, you can contact Wanda through her website at wandabuckner.com or call or text her at 360-491-391. Three one eight seven. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW. And right now, it's time to bring on our guest. I don't really know what to say about him other than he's amazing. Uh, and I've just recently kind of not attached myself to him, but kind of looking at him with interest. And also, I am reading his book right now, Under a Sacred Sky. And um, it's kind of peels back the onion a bit. And I figure that, you know, it's kind of the next on my particular astrological quest is to look at his body of work. I'm just curious to hear what brought him into astrology. Yes, I am actually curious about that, too. So let's bring bring him him on. on. Bring him on. Okay, Ray, are you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you just fine. You have a good radio voice. Really good radio good. voice. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, what? So you're you're wondering how I got into this in the first place? Yeah, we were kind of curious about uh, that. What brought you to? I think I even heard it once in a, one of your speeches. What was it? Well, oh, go ahead. Well, you know, it was uh, a few different things because growing up in the '60s, you know, you heard astrology a lot in the media. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a foreign term. And, you know, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius and things like that. Um, But I I actually started learning it. I was taking adjunct classes at Columbia College in Chicago, and they were offering an astrology course taught by a woman that had previously taught and studied at the University of Chicago. Mm. And a very brilliant woman who's uh, since passed, uh, Maureen Cleary. And I took the class out of curiosity, and it kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And I've been doing it ever since. So that's, in a nutshell, that's kind of how it that's started. Kind of it. And how many years has that been since you started? Uh, it feels like 100, but I'd probably <laughs> say it's been over 40 years. Over 40 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you beat, got us both beat. Yeah. So, yeah. We're, we <laughs> both started the same year. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So oh. okay. Yeah, when was we that? did. Yeah, we started in 1990. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Newcomers. 
newcomers. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Well, considering that you've been doing this for a couple of days now. Yeah, just a few. But yes. yeah. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about the stationary planet because I'm really curious sure. as to how it found you. Because you know what? I figure that whatever you do in astrology, it finds you. You don't go looking for it. That's true. It comes running after you right. going, hey, hey, look at me, look at me. You know, so how did the stationary yeah. planet find you? Well, what's interesting, another my other main teacher, I had three astrology teachers, and my other teacher was a uh, Chicago-born yogi named uh, Goswami Kriyananda, a very mm-hmm. brilliant astrologer. Mm-hmm. And I was studying with him, and he would talk about station points as being highly significant, and he used a very... Uh, quite a brilliant metaphor uh, to explain their importance. He called it a branding iron effect. Right. And that if you if you ask most astrologers the importance of station points, simply say it's one. But in fact, it's it. If you think about the fact that the planet is standing still at a given point for a certain period of time, right. with Mercury, it might be in a certain point just for three or four or five days. Right. But you take a planet like Pluto occupy the same basic degree for two to three months right so that's like the branding iron effect and the other metaphor that i use is um like if you are walking sidewalk and there's a concrete and you run across it you're not going to make as big of a mark as if you stand in the middle for you know a minute you're going to sink down lower so there is this it impresses itself in your life and so i've worked with this for the last 40 years or so and it's thing and we're having All a little bit of problems with it cutting out. Cutting again. out. Yeah. So if you can just kind of bear okay, with okay. us here. Can you? Yeah. Can you? No. No. Uh, I was saying no. Really? Okay. okay. Uh, I don't know what that problem is. We're getting we every third word. Re- yeah, approximately. Really? Yes. May, if I talk slower, will that help a little bit? That's better. Okay. So we were just told to let you talk and don't interrupt. So <laughs> go right ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what I was saying was simply that the station point in a chart is chart, but it, it can be very important a stationary planet. But the, when you do see it and the person is born fairly close to it, it's quite uncanny what you what you see in terms of how it sheds light on that person's life. Yes, I would agree. I mean, um. Uh, and, uh, let me just, I, if you can hopefully get every other one of my words, too, when I'm talking back to you. Uh, the way I discovered it is I found that uh, a client came, came to me who was a transgender person. And he, um, he, he was, he'd gone from a male to being a female and was in the process of doing that. And um, he was a triple Libra, which made total sense. But when you look at that, but uh. again, it was kind of like like you're talking about. It's something that's it's gaining so much focus. It's like a laser focus on one part of his life that I felt it was more than just the Libra. You know, I thought it was something more, um, and I didn't know what it was. Until I started checking the chart, and I finally looked, and I, I couldn't figure out what it was. Because I talked to him a lot, and it was he wasn't able to get the, the gender reassignment surgery because he had a heart condition, which really upset him. But he'd spent his whole entire life wanting to be a woman, and he had kids and a wife and everything like that. And, and the trauma that that put them through and that kind of thing. So 
when I looked at his chart, finally looked at the ephemeris to look where his birthday was, his Venus had gone stationary the next day. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Next, it was that close. You know, and I thought, yeah. well, that answers a few questions there. You know, and so yes. <laughs> his Venus was a a gigantic focus in his life and his need to express his feminine side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, okay. And you... Yeah, go ahead. You see something, if I can add, you know, just for the sake of people that may be new to this subject, uh, something like that can manifest many different ways. And so you have Michelangelo being born... Um, very on a Venus station point. Robert De Niro, I think, Venus went retrograde uh, the next day in okay. Virgo. And Amy Winehouse was a Venus stationary. So, but in all you see it, but it can manifest in different ways. Yeah, I would agree totally. So, you know what I'm thinking? Let's take a break. Okay, let's not take a break here. Okay, we may want to go over to a phone here, connection here in a second, but just because we're just having a hard time getting a, getting the, the picture here. So who else, who have you found, you know, in your research that really shocked you, that, you know, that literally kind of turned your, made you, it turned your attention toward this whole thing, you know, this whole business of a stationary planet where it really played out right. so right. huge. That, I mean, it would be like a stamp on their hide, you know. Well, you know, you you take people like J.K. Rowling, who was born smack, a, uh, actually a double station of Mercury and Neptune. Okay. Or wow. you take, uh, you know, you've got uh, Hillary was born on a Mercury station in Scorpio, and Tony Robbins very interesting example because you know the motivational speaker right because he was born smack dab on a mercury station in Pisces, and it was which i would call kind of a preacher aspect right you know symbolically speaking yeah and you know some or you know you see these things or you have uh, like the michelangelo michelangelo example i mentioned or uh well then you have some odd ones like charles manson was born on a, a Mercury station point, yeah. conjuncting Jupiter, and so it's it makes sense if you understand the charm he, the spell he cast on people. But well, it's you know the station inherently good. It's it's what a person does with it. I think that's important to mention. Yeah, exactly. I mean, or you've got like, go ahead. Bill Wyman. I've seen. Uh, I've done charts for a number of bass players, <laughs> and a surprising number of. There are Pluto station points, which is kind of odd. But you've got Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones born on a Pluto station, plus he was a Scorpio. And not only was he a, a bass player, which has that kind of subterranean yep. to it, but he, he invented a device, an archaeological device, for finding, you know, like these metal detectors where you walk along the ground. He found this device for finding old artifacts on the ground. And it was used by uh, an archaeologist in England, and it's very Plutonian. You know, there's these, these sort of resonances that you see with these sorts of things. Or the example, uh, Eileen, that I mentioned earlier about Betty White, yes. where uh, the actress, who's in her 90s, and 
I was wondering what shows her longevity in the chart, and I was trying to figure that out, and I looked up her chart, and she was born exactly on a Saturn station point and uh, trining Mercury. And, uh, you know, that's things like that really strike you when you come across examples like that. I have that same setup in my chart. Saturn stationary, trying, trying Mercury. And Mercury's in the 10th. Yeah, so do I, actually. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, you do? My gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I'm surrounded by Betty White. Although my Mercury's in the 9th. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> very Thank funny, you. Eileen. Thank you very much. Oh, too funny. That's yeah. great. I love it. But I'm bummed. Well, she's definitely someone well, that stands part- out. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another a couple examples, by the way. Napoleon was born on a Uranus station point. Uh, Stephen Colbert was born on the same day as the Uranus station point. Uh, Meghan Markle, I lo- while I was waiting for, uh, for to come on your show here, I looked up Meghan Markle, and she's born exactly on a Uranus station point. You know, there's this, this interesting sort of thing you see with Uranus station points seem to be people that shake things up or people that are involved with the media or they're independent or they go their own way or thing. Well, she kind of shaken up the uh, the whole royal family there. Yeah, she kind of has done that. Yeah. Yeah, and I also have Uranus stationing, too. Well, we know you you shake up things everywhere. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was Eileen that just went through. Meghan Markle. Meghan has a very interesting transit happening right now. This is a little off topic, but it's fascinating. She natally, as I recall, has Pluto in the fourth, and it's squared by Pluto, and you talk about family issues bubbling up to the surface. It's a classic example of a Pluto square, Pluto transit, especially with the fourth house. Right. I know that. Yeah, I was, I've was. i been watching the news lately where her her brother and father, they're all kind of surfacing out of the, out of the black pool, the lagoon, and they're all kind of yeah, yeah. reveling <laughs> the waters a little bit, aren't they? Oh yeah. my gosh! And yeah. they probably just wish she probably just wishes they would go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure yeah. she does. You know, I want to mention too that some of the most interesting cases I've come across are those where you see double or even triple station points. So, for example, uh, Donald Trump was born under a Jupiter, Neptune, and Chiron, you know, station. You've got um, uh, Bernie Sanders was born. Uh, as was Otis Redding, born around the same time, under a triple station of Mars, Uranus, and Saturn. Uh, and, and Bernie, like I mentioned in the book, Eileen, uh, Bernie was born the same day as the siege of Leningrad, uh, which I'm not sure what to make of that, but it's an interesting <laughs> sort of uh, correlation. Well, and another, I, one other example I'll mention. Yes, go yeah, ahead. I was just thinking Bernie has probably had his... his his uh, businesses sieges, you know, he probably has had his own sieges, you know, in his own life. And he takes on issues that seemingly yeah, cannot yeah. be won, but he's going to fight for it. So, yeah, yeah. That, that makes total sense. And it's to also me. interesting. Well, he's also been connected to Russia in the past, not maybe as much as Trump is right now. But it's interesting that there would be this Russian connection with the date of his birth like that. Okay. But, uh, you know, one other example I do want to mention that I thought was uncanny was Bram Stoker, who did eight, who wrote Dracula. 
and he was born under a triple station point of a Neptune, Jupiter, and Saturn, all very tightly together. And, wow. um, you know, you, you can see these sorts of things in their work if you, if you really examine them closely. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure you could with him, with that deep, dark stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. all right, we're going to take a break here. This is so interesting. I don't want to take a break, but we are going to take one anyway. So we will back, be back here in a second with Mr. Ray Grass and all the stationary planets you can handle. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Have you figured out your life yet? Sometimes life can be challenging and we don't always make the best decisions. You might also want to get a little help from astrology. Astrology may not give you all the answers, but it will help give you a great deal of self-understanding. And with that, you'll definitely be able to make better, better life decisions for yourself. Okay, so you can check out Tony White's Star Tunes website today. Astrology charts, readings, and reports, all to help you figure out life just a little bit better. So, go to startunes.com. That's tunes with a Z, not an S. www.startunes.com. And on Monday night, he's going to be at the 21st. That's not this Monday. It's the following Monday. He's going to be speaking at Boeing Parapsychology Club on January 21st. That's Denny's Restaurant in Kent at 1246 Central Avenue South in Kent from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So it's $5 to get in if you're not a member. So don't forget, that's on on Monday, January 21st. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we are here with Doug Johnston. Yes. And you're also here with Mr. Ray Grass, who is fantastic. Very interesting man. And we are really, really going through the people and talking about their specific station points. And when you think about it, it's like, of course. Of course Well, I like the branded aspect that you were talking about there, Ray. Are you there, Ray? Which aspect was that? That Yes. The branded, the fact that it's a branded aspect, especially with the other planets like that. It makes so much more sense. It yeah. does. It does. And yeah. I, yeah. you know, there was something else I want to ask you about. And it's something that I just sort of discovered in the last 24 hours. I feel as though, um, what is it that we get handed down from our parents? You know, what kind of issues will be handed down? But where are our strengths and all that kind of stuff? And where will our gifts be? Now, I have a stationary Uranus in my chart. And my dad had Sun-Uranus conjunction. You know, and I think that's interesting when you tie those two together, that sort of when I was born, I kind of like had this stationary planet going, oh, remember, this is your dad. We're going to slow this planet down a little bit Mm -hmm. so you actually get it. And then also with my mother, I just found out this morning that she had a stationary Jupiter in her chart, and I have Jupiter right at the top of my chart. So it's been an opportunity plan oh. having it right there, but I feel like that's inherited from her. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's lots of very curious things you know between generations and charts. You know, you'll you'll see things between your chart and your parents, your grandparents, and sometimes that can take the form of a station. 
Okay. Uh, it's not the only way, but it's certainly one way. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know, if I can say something, if I can mention something on a practical level, people might be wondering if they're not uh, experienced in astrology, they might wonder, how do I tell if I have a stationary planet? Yeah, that's a good It's idea. hard to tell from just looking. Well, you know, when you look at the computer chart reading, it doesn't necessarily tell you some programs do, I suppose, but it's hard to tell from just looking at a printout. You almost have to open up the ephemeris, or that could be an online ephemeris, uh, like chaldea.com is a good one, several. And uh, you have to look and see where your birth date falls of the cameras. And you look to see if there's a, a stationary yes. something that close to your birth chart, to your birthday. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to mention. Yeah, that is. Because there is, looking at a chart will never tell you. No. You've got to go to the ephemeris. You have to go to the ephemeris, for sure. And that's what I discovered, too. And, and in terms in terms of the orb, another practical sort of point, for a planet like Mercury, which moves very fast, if you're talking about the outer planets, like you know Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Jupiter, especially you know, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, I think you can easily give two weeks on either side, maybe more, maybe less, depending on how close you are. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's it's... The, the the slower moving the planet, I think the bigger the orb you have to give for your proximity to that station. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the closer it is, though, you mentioned everyone are talking, I think, at some point. You mentioned the closer that it is to the actual station point, the much more powerful it is. It's yeah. It's got much more potency in the chart. You know? Yep. Yeah. You, I'm, and the station... Go Ray, ahead, Dr. Ray, do you have a pretty much photographic mind as well? No. <laughs> you don't. It's like a sieve in some ways. The older I get, the more like a sieve it becomes. Oh. Okay. I... Well, actually, I take that back. I do remember if something is interesting to me, I remember it forever. Okay. But a lot of stuff just kind of, you know, you know goes right past, right where, through like Chinese. Where is your stationary um, Saturn? It's at eight degrees of um, Libra. Oh, okay. And curiously, like I was saying to Eileen earlier, that's kind of funny because I was looking up Betty White, who was born in the same hospital as me uh, back in Oak Park, Illinois, and her Saturn station point is seven degrees Libra. So that's kind of an interesting coincidence. Yeah, yeah. yours is at eight degrees, isn't it? Eight degree Libra? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right Eight next degrees door. Libra. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're probably wondering when your big burst of fame comes, right? <laughs> so you've got your Mercury in Gemini then? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have my Mercury in Taurus and Saturn in Virgo. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it gets in my brain and it's locked in there. Locked and loaded. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet. I've challenged a lot of things, especially in tests. If I felt the teacher put the wrong answer, I'd challenge it and I'd be right. <laughs> yeah, I can see that with that pattern. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. The desire for perfection to some <laughs> level. Yeah. And some level. That's the key. Some level. <laughs> some level. Yes. Um, and I was thinking about uh, somebody. The people that I noticed when I was started to research this were the ones that really, really acted the planet out in full force. 
like Whitney Houston. Yeah. 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 That's strong. That that she was born within nine hours of a Jupiter Jupiter changing direction, and her life was all about. It was big. It was big, but it was also about overindulgence. Yeah. You know, she, in all aspects. I, does she have a lot of trines in that chart? I don't. That would be an interesting. She had see. a square. She had a Neptune square Sun, as I recall. Yes, she did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Pisces Which, rising. A Saturn. Oh, that's right. Saturn trying Sun. You see a lot of people that get addictions going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just too well, easy Neptune for them. Square Sun also. Yeah. Yes. Neptune. Too. Yeah. Neptune's you know, a, another example. Another, sorry to interrupt. That's another okay. example. We can't help it. That's no, right. we like it's you. So long. We like okay. you. <laughs> you go ahead and talk. We like you. We like one. you. Go ahead. <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Yes. Yes. Good last name, Winehouse. She was born in a combination of Venus-Neptune stations. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, the music, the addiction. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Both you know, good and bad ways. Constructive yeah. and destructive, maybe I should say. Fabulous voice, though. She did. And, you know... I'm a musician, yeah. too, yeah. and I kind of, when I started listening to her, I thought, wow, she's really kind of messed up. But then I heard the voice, and the voice seemed to transcend everything. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. It was that she was there in the spirit and the physical and, and her addictions and all that. But then she had this voice that was kind of writing above all of it. And that was right. really the, the Neptune, Neptune Venus thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was an extraordinary talent. She really was. And, you know, the the Neptune energy can, it, like anything, can go either way. It can go in constructive or destructive directions. Yeah. So you have someone like Jim Jones, as was Marshall uh, for the Heaven's Gate cult. They were both born weak, and they were both born under a Neptune station point. Right. Uh, and Mercury station point, a little bit more so in Jim Jones' case. Yes, yeah. And I remember... Looking at pictures of Jim Jones and also listening to some of his lectures, and there would be this sense of feeling like you're being sucked in, you know, and that's the Neptune-Mercury thing. But also the way he looked at people, it it was uber creepy, okay? And I don't know if that was the Neptune factor, but it was projecting something that wasn't really happening, you know. Yeah, a blank stare. Yeah, but it was this. Looking right through you. It was a stare of, with a Pluto overtone, yeah. actually. You know, it was kind of feeling like that. So, ick. Well, very often that Neptune influence can bring charisma. Yes. But it can also be a hypnotic energy mm-hmm. in both a good and a bad way. So, for instance, you know, you've got, uh, like, Lord Byron was born smack dab on a, um, you know, he was he was like the rock star of his day back, you know, in... in the, around 1800 or so. And uh, you have Rajneesh or Osho was born under a Neptune station point and you know, r- rock stars like, uh, oh, geez. Dylan was kind of exactly on the Neptune station point. Right. Rowling, people that have the ability to weave a kind of a spell or a, an element of fantasy uh, in constructive or destructive ways. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I'm i not going to say Trump, but I'm trying not to say him, but he has that ability, too. <laughs> well, he's got some powerful well, s- brandings there. We'll say that. Branding, he used sure. the Jupiter strong as far as making wealth. Yeah, he did. 
Well, that Jupiter station point, for me, the interesting thing, and I'm not being political in saying this, but that tendency to exaggerate the biggest, the best, the, the you know, that sort of energy is the expansiveness of Jupiter, which uh, you also see in, well, you, the Jupiter station point, you often find in the charts of people who travel a lot, they, they're globetrotters, or the Dalai Lama was born under a Jupiter station point in Scorpio, and uh, Adolf Hitler was born under a Jupiter station point in Capricorn. And so the expansiveness isn't always necessarily positive. Like in Hitler's case, he had this extremely expansive vision in terms of a world domination, uh, political, you know, Jupiter station in Capricorn. He wanted to have this political order that spread across the entire planet. It was expansive, but it wasn't, no one would call it, you know, constructive. Mm -hmm. So that, that Jupiter... I don't think these planets you know, are inherently good or bad. You have to look at all the factors in the horoscope. Didn't you do some kind of comparison with him and Charlie Chaplin at one point in some talk? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were born within, I think, four days of each other or a week. I can't remember exactly. And they made the figures of the 20th century, and they basically looked the same. The, what looked different about them was the hairstyle. But if you look at a caricature of either one, yeah. Minus the hair. You know, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's it really is true. They really did. And he pretty much took over Hollywood the way he did things. This is Charlie Chaplin and Adolf Hitler, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Because I like remember you talking about the other. two at one point. I, I, I know you did a talk about that, where you're talking about different people that had similar birthdays and similar th characteristics going on. Yeah. And I just remember those two stuck out in my mind that you had said something about those. That's right. Yeah, oh, I, I've spoken to people that have studied Chaplin's life a lot, and they have sometimes said that it, he was he was a, a, an artist that secretly was kind of a dictator, and Hitler was a dictator who secretly aspired to be an artist. <laughs> that was, yes, that's, that's, I do remember that. Oh, now. that's funny. That's good, yeah. and that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. Well, with them both in that same boat as far as time-wise. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean... And it says something about the fact that I think a person can take us, even though their charts weren't identical, there were similarities... And a person can take their difficult chart and become some kind of a monster, or they can take chart, you know, a difficult set of patterns and make art out of it. They can do something spiritual with it. You know, it's it's how you respond to the chart that really makes the difference. It's really too bad. And I mean, and the only way we can find out what, I guess it's called level, the level of consciousness. You know, what kind of level a person actually uh, achieves in a lifetime whether they tend to go low or go high. Ever have you heard that before? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was a good saying. I liked it. What, are you talking about what kind of drugs they're taking? No, no. Oh, not that high. <laughs> okay. No. Just checking. No, going low or going high. I mean, you're going to go <laughs> high up in intention and, and good yeah. stuff, and you know what I mean. I do. So, uh, But we can't tell that from initially looking at a chart. All we can do is look at the proof of the pudding, how yep. they live their life out. That's you right. Know, and, um, same birthdays, same chart. It oh, can be yeah. totally different just by where they were raised and who raised them. Exactly. You know, I, I, let me tell you a story. This isn't about a stationary planet, but this is a client. Oops, I have to take a break here for a second. Okay, uh, you'll have to wait for the story when I get back. Okay, okay. so when we get back, I'm going to tell the story. 
about an identical client to somebody who was famous. So anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Mary Moss and Life Vantage Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, January 13th, it's a best Sunday with Dr. Nels Rasmussen in the studio, and he's bringing his sister along again, who's also a best practitioner. Together, they can help you or your animals with emotional, behavioral, physical problems, so plan to call in for your free remote session. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Hi, this is a live read for Grace Sequoia. She's the owner of a wild dryad. She's a Kabbalistic tarot reader, psychic instructor, speaker, and intuitive artist person. And she is located in Creative Workspaces in Linwood. She has a new office number at 206-487-3190. And every Monday from 1 until 4, she's at the Vision Quest Bookstore at 6915 Evergreen Way in Everett, Washington, and you can get a hold of her there at 425-252-1591. And now we have a read for Ms. Samantha Blodell. She is a Reiki and Aura practitioner and a fantastic baker of the Beulah May Cake. The anyway, best. The best. And she, I always have to add that. One of these days we're going to have to get her in here to do that. I tell you, once you have that cake, that's all you'll I'll ever want. I'll never go back, right? Okay. Yep. All right, readings in Mount Vernon as well as Reiki classes. She has a Reiki class coming up here, Reiki 1, on uh, next, it's in February 23rd, and it's from 10 to 1, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's $175. Reiki 2 at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. At, on January 13th or by appointment, or Reiki 3, which is advanced Reiki at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Next class is February 9th or by appointment. So you can, again, find her out. What's her phone number again? I forgot to put her phone number down. I can't believe it. I anyway. Oh, well. Okay. So anyway, we'll come back with that phone number. But, but she is reachable in good old Mount Vernon. So, okay. Thank you. Alternative Talk 1150. Online at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. Today is a really interesting day, you know. (laughs) Stuff is just going wrong. Anyway, so, Ray, you're still there. Okay, I was going to tell you this story about a client that came to me whose birthday was July 1st, 1961. Okay, and I kind of looked at her chart, and I thought, man, this really looks familiar. Can't figure it. And then it came to me that I was looking literally at a spitting image or an exact duplicate of Princess Diana's chart. And I kept, I kept saying, well, so what has your life been like, you know, until, you know, from then until now? She says, well, I've been following her because, oh, thank you very much for her phone number. Anyway, I've been following her for a long time because she's so much like me. And I did mar- meet and marry and divorce a man named Charles. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> wild. <laughs> That's very funny. Isn't it funny? Yeah. So anyway. That's good. Okay. Yeah, it's really funny. So anyway, thank you for getting her. Her, Let me just say this real quick. Her phone number is 206. This is Samantha Blodell, by the way. 206-403-0283. Thank goodness we got that taken care of. Okay, so we're back with Ray. 
And so is there anything else that we want to talk about today? I mean, there are so many people that we can talk about, and it, it really does add an extra added dimension of interest. What, Ray, I want, how do you feel about uh, the fact that we have Uranus going direct now and headed in towards Taurus? Oh, good idea. Because I think that's going to be an interesting review to the world. Yeah. If we look at it, how when it hit Taurus on the 15th of May, and then on the 19th, you had Harry marrying a divorcee American person, uh, which was what took the king out to start with, because he wanted to marry a American divorcee. Interesting. So the last time it was in Taurus. Oh, oh. Interesting. And I think very that's interesting. very funny how that ago. played out just like that. Turn it around quick. Wow, that's an amazing. Very interesting. At, I didn't at, know that. You can look at things that it, repeat it, itself. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because just last night I was watching a PBS show that touched on that uh, uh, incident. So that's quite an interesting that. Now I do want to mention too that we're still at the tail end of a Uranus station point. Right. And we've seen a host of things happen in the last week or two. That we're very Iranian, especially in a scientific way with, let's say, the Chinese landing on the far side of the moon, which is the first time that's ever been done. Right. Or you've got, uh, uh, there was this, there's been a lot of buzz about these signals they've been getting from deep space, and they're not quite sure the source of them, and a number of things like that. But we've also seen quite a shakeup in Washington. I think that when Uranus goes into Taurus, uh, you know, a lot of astrologers are saying, and I agree with it, that it could be a shakeup of the banking system. Big it time. could be, uh, you know, could be more shakeups in terms of the environment. Uh, hopefully, in a way that will wake people up. But um, and whether it's going to shake things up, I think the Pluto and the Saturn and Capricorn are a bit more responsible for the political shakeups on the horizon. Right. Uh, but th there's been a lot going on the last, you know, 10 to 15 days or so between the sun, Pluto, the the eclipse and um, uh, the Uranus station point and all that. This is, this is a very active time right now. To say the least. I mean, I, yes. You know, you have Pluto and sun and Saturn all fairly close to each other right now in Capricorn. Yeah. So I'm noticing how rigid my body is right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just. Stiff. It's very tense and, and kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop type of thing. Hmm. Yeah. And are you feeling that? No. Oh, well, figures. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't had that, but I did have a couple of days where all of a sudden I just had I, all I want to do is sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was not really my norm at all. I'm on the go. Okay. So, Ray, we've got to let you go right now. And I think maybe next time we have you on, we'll work on this communications part of this a little bit better. But at any rate, okay. um, I'm going to, you, know, you do have a book out, and it's called A Sacred, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember now. What's well, your that, name? that book is called Under a Sacred Sky. That's right, Under a Sacred Sky. And it's a book that I am reading right now, which I can verify is fantastic. And um, so we have that. And how can we get a hold of you? My website is www.raybrassi.com. Okay. That's probably the best way. And I am on Facebook as well. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Ray, for being on the show. You were awesome. You're delightful today. Thanks I enjoyed for having it. Me. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So 
Okay, now we've got to finish up the show here. We've got a lot of announcements here. A lot of stuff is going on. So tonight at the Psychic Showcase at Cars Restaurant at 11006 Bridgeport Way, Lakewood, Washington. Doors open at 5. Program at 6. $5 to get in. And Donna Sebo is the guest tonight. Mm-hmm. Donna's good. Okay, and then we also have a Cosmic Awareness Fair coming up on January 19th, 10 to 5 p.m., at 9101 Stillicum Road, Southeast Harmony Hall in Olympia, Washington. And that is Wanda Buckner is going to be there. She's going to be speaking on past lives with animals. And she has a vendor table, table there to do readings for you. So if you want to get a hold of her or want to get any, get a hold of anybody that does this, it's, it's Chakra Coach, C-H-A-K-R-A Coach dot M-E slash Cosmic dash Awareness dash fair and sideways slash i think that's what i meant anyway so that's that's coming up on january 19th and then we also have another event coming up adorned in grace is having a fundraiser piano concert dessert and auction on february 7th 2019 at 7 p.m at rainier view christian church in parkland campus and that's at 12305 spanaway loop south road south in Tacoma, Washington, 98444. And this Dorned in Grace is an organization that brings awareness to human trafficking in the Tacoma area. And then finally, we have, let's see, we have Winnie's Fair. Winnie, who used to be the co-host here, is on January 19th as well, from 10 to 4 p.m. at South Tacoma Masonic Center at 5405 South Pacific Puget Sound Avenue. And that's in Tacoma, 98409 every third Saturday of the month. And right now, the time is from 10 until 4. So in the wintertime, then it's 10 till 5 in, in the summertime. So that's that. Okay. And how do we get a hold of you, darling? Uh, the best is at 206-769-4924. You can call or text me. Okay. Or Karina's Bakery on Tuesdays. That's right. And I'm going to be at my usual number is EileenGrimes.com. Or you can get a hold of us at jupiterrisingshow.com. That is the show page. And, uh, yeah, and I'm also on Facebook as well. You can get a hold of me on that page there. If you have any questions about today, you may have a lot since we had a little bit of a problem with the communications. But next time it will be different. So, uh, anyway, so you can do that. So next week we have on a second fantastic astrologer, Ms. Lindsay McKenna. She's fantastic, too. She's uh, actually a medical astrologer, but also does regular astrology and uh, lives in Arizona, and she's just fabulous. So anyway, we have that. And then the following week will be, okay, I don't have that. The following week will be, oh, gosh, that's Wanda Buckner. will be the last Saturday of the month. Okay, I think I've got it all figured out. So anyway, today has been fun. It's been interesting. But let's let's try for again for next week, everybody. And this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.